welcome back to Claude Weekly, Episode 8. I'm your host, Malcolm Fletcher, along with Ben Waterworth. Benny, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, Sticky. It is game week. It is happening. Finally, a new season. How great is this week? Oh, it's great. Uh, you know, uh, everyone, we've hyped it up a little bit on the social media. Be sure to go follow us, P Panthers VIJHL, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but, yup, this it's game week. We uh, hit in the Archie Browning Center this Thursday facing off against the Victoria Cougars. Pretty pumped up. Uh, Friday, uh, we're, we're at our at the home barn playing the Cougars again. Benny, just you got the schedule. You got everything down. Let's hear it. It, it is going to be very interesting. Basically, for the first five weeks, we are in 10-game stretch against the Arch Enemies, against the Cougars, spread yeah. between uh, the, the Panorama Rec Centre, of course, and the Archie Brown Centre. So it's going to be very unique, very exciting to see how it all plays out because we are in these hubs and kind of working five weeks mm-hmm. at a time. And mm-hmm. as we speak, recording this on a Monday night, the governors of the VIJHL are in a yep. meeting right now discussing. So news is going to keep flowing through throughout the week of just how this season is going to work because this is probably going to be the most unique season in the history of the Vancouver Island Junior Hockey League. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, um, like you said, we got five weeks. I believe we're playing. Uh, I believe Pete told us today we're going to play five weeks and probably 10 games. But like we said, uh, governor meeting is tonight going on as we speak. So let's not make any, uh, any big big comments on that but first off i'm hyped up benny's hyped up the boys are buzzing on the ice right now i haven't seen the guys skate that fast in a long time and not only that we actually got a got a we got a we got a good lineup obviously but we got a 15 new faces in the lineup uh so uh yeah it's 15 i mean that's that's a big amount of new faces on this lineup. We're basically going to be doing our season preview here tonight on Claude Weekly. Mm -hmm. And on a roster of 25 to have 15 new faces. Now, you've been around this club for quite some time, Sticky. I'm I'm obviously not expecting you to know each year how many new players you have, but is this this a norm to have uh, more than half of your roster basically new players every season? Um, No, no, not three quarters of your roster. Uh, Half, that's pushing it. That's pushing it, but I don't think I've ever seen um, uh, 15 new players on a roster. Uh, but, you know, one thing I do love about uh, all the new guys is that everyone's kind of coming in. They're going to have to find their own way. They're going to have to play a certain way to kind of get that respect in the league. And, you know, I look out freaking Archie Browning Center, whoever is running the box there. There's going to be a lot of first VIJHL goals, so uh, I I'd definitely stock up on pucks. I, I hope so, and I don't know how the Cougars are doing with those pucks, but hey, we can uh, maybe find that out in our joke a little bit later on in this episode. But three 20-year-olds on the side this year as well for the Panthers, three goalies as well. Three 20-year-olds coming into this for, for their, their last season. And, and the lovely, the lovely that's an interesting word to use here, Sticky, the, the fun fact that you pointed out as well before we press recording, this is the first season... No players from the 90s. We're all now new millennium players as of yeah. the 2020-21 season. I feel ridiculously old now. Oh, Benny, I, I haven't felt younger. <laughs> I'm born in 2004. Uh, no. You're waiting for them to catch up with you now, basically, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's going to it's gonna be a little weird seeing just the 2000s. It's going to be a little weird seeing a couple of the boys age out. Um, you know, uh, Braden Evans, the attendee uh, there from Edmonton. Haven't gotten to know him yet. Pretty, pretty excited. I love all the Berta boys that come through through here but uh like last year we started off the season with seven 20s i believe seven or six 20s uh 
Seven, seven. Um, and we actually lost one uh, about halfway through. He was leading the league at a point in scoring. Um, you guys already know I'm talking about uh, Matthew Sparrow. Um, but uh, we ended up acquiring Tar- Taylor Redman, uh, who was playing in the MJHL uh, the previous season. Then we picked up Andrew Rocha, who was playing in uh, Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League, Junior A League out there. Um, so they're both good pickups. Uh, we're starting off with three. We got I don't know how a uh, roster is going to be working this year, but we still have a little bit of space to stock up on a couple twenties. But yeah, the rookies, the rookies are uh, looking really promising. Quite a bit of nineteen-year-olds too. Got a lot of those. Um, you know, Denver Maloney and uh, Logan Spears. I'm just waiting for them to have a powerhouse of a year. We were lucky enough to catch up with them. Um, you know, uh, I believe two, two weeks ago, yeah, two episodes ago, two episodes ago. How wow. time flies, right? Yeah, time Which... is time is flying. We're certainly having lots of fun on the podcast. And uh, Benny, you've uh, you've seen a little bit. You've seen a little bit of the practices, seen, have, a little bit yes. of the, seen a little bit of the game simulations. Uh, tell me, has anyone caught your eye yet? Do you know the guys out there yet? Uh, well, not overly, but uh, since, you know, arriving here and learning about the the 8-9-10 line, I, I have to keep a close eye on Josh, Tanner, and Riley, particularly after having them on last week. And I have been very impressed kind of watching them out there on the ice and, and really seeing these skills. And I'm really looking forward to seeing them hit the ice. And that's going to be interesting given that Josh and Tanner, of course, are two of those three 20-year-olds. This is going to be the last time that we see them, really, after coming off such a, a hot season last year. So uh, it, this really could be the year for the Panthers to shine with these guys in peak prowess, essentially, going into this, knowing this will be the last shot at bringing a trophy home here to the Panorama Rec Centre as well. So I've enjoyed watching those guys out on the ice and seeing everything that they're being hyped up to be, and I, I've, I've enjoyed seeing that hype in person. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, I remember watching, you know, uh, Lingo and Wardy play as, you know, APs, and now they're coming up, and, you know, maybe it's maybe it's telling me that I'm, I'm four years older but then I was at the time. But, um, yeah, you know, Tanner lit it up last year. 42 goals and 44 assists for 86 points. He led the league in scoring and in points. Um, Bronner over there was second on the team, second in the league. He had 74 points. He had 28 goals. He actually got me last week with the two truths and a lie. I said tw- I, I agreed to 29 goals. Sorry about that. But I'm expecting at least 32 from him this year. Um, but then, you know, uh, he... he uh, he led the team in assists with uh, 46 there. And then uh, Lingo there, it was number third, the third on the team, but fourth in the league. Mm. Evan Easton did sneak ahead of him, but, uh, you know, I will hand it to him. Uh, he did play two less games than uh, Wardy, but um, Bradley had the same amount of games and three more points, so I uh, have to clean that up a little bit. Record-breaking year, of course, uh, for for Tanner. League MVP as well. All of them All-Stars as well. Looking at possible improvement, we talked to them about this last week. Do you see room for them to go even better? Can these three fill out the top three spots league-wise, maintain that All-Star status, and get even more goals? Can Tanner break the record and maintain his current record that he broke last year for the Panthers? Mm -hmm. You know, I think 100% uh, that, uh, you know, more points for these guys. You're probably everyone on the podcast at home saying, what does this kid know what he's talking about? I know these guys. I've played against them in scrimmages and stuff. They've made me look silly since the second I stepped on the ice with them. And if you just say that because I'm a young kid, you're wrong because they make 19 and 20-year-old 
People look foolish out there. These guys are going to put up more points this year. They're going to lead. They're going to be top three in the league by far. I think Josh is going to, you know, have a little bit, a little bit uh, hungry out there. It's his last year, so he's going to be obviously chasing Tanner, and Tanner's going to be chasing him. And Lingo, or not Lingo, uh, Riley Braun over there. He's going to be, he's going to be right in between those, those, uh, those two guys battling out for um, the the top seed. Before we get too much into that 8, 9, 10, I want to make a comment on these two guys. Logan Spears, Denver Maloney. Last year, Logan Spears had 30 points. And I believe he was um, not last year, but I think it was the year before um, he won most improved player. He went from having four goals and two assists for six points to 20 points in his second year and last year he tore it up with 30 and then so it's the, a building every year he's every year adding he's more gotten, and more every year he's gotten better and without i think 100 he's going to be over a point per game i'm actually going to call it right now spearsy you're going to get 52 points this year 52 points 52 wow Two points you that's might a lot even, of points you you might even have a spread here where all Four, top four on the league. It could be all Panthers mm-hmm. players here. You know that 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 would be pretty special. That'd be a pretty uh pretty insane um run there by the by the boys. Um, but then obviously Denver Maloney last year as a rookie, a little bit older. He played through his uh, midget A career on the, here on the Peninsula. Um, he tore it up first of all in midget, especially his third year. Um, but he put up twenty six points last year and. Uh, I, w- I was really amazed with his play. Um, and, you know, he had 12 goals, 14 assists, and I think those numbers are going to be close to double this year. Like, uh, I think he's going to be right around Spearsy too. Uh, even maybe more, maybe less, who knows, but those boys are going to tear it up. With such development going through there, these predictions as well, and obviously the, the 8, 9, 10 line really firing last year. I mean, clearly... From a wins perspective, from a team's perspective, to go from a 14-win season in 2018-2019 to a 35-win season last season, 21 games extra, you're winning. So that improvement there, it's it's all gelling together. Do, do you feel as though, given the circumstances, the unique circumstances, we're straight into 10 games against the Cougars over five weeks, that this is room to improve? Do you feel that this is the perfect way to really test where the Panthers are at? in season 2020-21? Well, depends on how you look at it. I think that the first week of this series is going to be regular, regular season hockey for a week. And you know what's going to happen? Someone's going to hit someone hard or someone's going to slash someone and we're going to see four weeks of playoff hockey with these two teams. It's going to be like that for everybody that has to do the two-team cohort. Again, we don't know what the cohorts are looking like after this five weeks, but if that if it stays like this, it's going to be like that for every single every single team that has to play through each other. They're going to be playing basically playoff hockey for four weeks, and honestly, I think it's going to be first after the first period, it's going to be playoff hockey with these two teams. Just the rivalry from last year, you know, we had 35 wins. The Cougars, um, they did last year, they did take the league, and they uh, you could you could say they ran away with it in a way, but they they dominated the league last year, and um, in the playoffs, uh, 
you know, obviously we have 15 new faces. Those 15 new faces, we still had a few guys coming in playing uh, playing games in the playoffs. You know, uh, Griffin Gilmore, he played a game for us in the playoffs. Duncan Judge, uh, he played two games for us in the playoffs. I believe he did play the, the Cougars. Um, and uh, the, the boys are going to be hungry out there for sure. It's that hunger that exactly you just mentioned. We've heard that from the guys in the last couple of weeks that it's it's almost straight into it. You can almost consider Thursday night as, as game three of the of the playoffs. Two behind after the, the playoffs got cancelled earlier this year. But that, that hunger and desire and, and then that hatred of the Cougars as well. I mean, that, that's got to really spur you on and really push towards something, as you said, to turn this from a regular season game and screw it. It's, it's playoff hockey. Yeah, 100%. Uh, these these guys have been waiting around for months on months. We've practiced so much. These guys need to play. These guys need to play the game, um, and they're going to play hard. They're going to come out hard tomorrow. I think tomorrow's gonna, tomorrow and Friday, I believe the game's, you know, obviously going to be figuring things out. But uh, it's very soon, this is going to turn into a playoff-type series uh, right off the bat um, against the Cougars here. Do you, outside of the, the Cougars, who are the other teams to watch who outside of, and the Panthers, obviously the Panthers and the Cougars, let's be honest, one and two, but who are the other teams, uh, particularly from the North Division potentially, that uh, need to keep an eye on? Oh, well, obviously, you know, Camel River, who's always a league contender every single season they've been in. They've been ahead of the Cougars. They've been they've been one behind the Cougars almost as long as I can remember. I remember uh, we lost them seven game, in seven games, um, heartbreaker, um, two years ago. That's actually when I, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on, but that's when I really saw a big turn in the organization was after that series. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, maybe next episode or later on this episode. But uh uh, last year, the Oceanside Generals, who won the North last year over the uh, Campbell River Storm, I think they're obviously going to be contenders. They've been kind of like us. They've been a, they were, were a team in transition. I remember we used to at the um, to determine the last playoff spot instead of um, it now just being the ninth the ninth place team overall drops out. There used to be this thing. Uh, People, some people called it the wild card game. Some people called it the challenge game. And I remember it was us and Oceanside for like three years. And uh, I believe we won here on the peninsula. We won uh, two times and we lost one time. I actually remember the one time we lost, it was at our rink. And Oceanside actually forgot their jerseys. Wow. And uh, so they threw on these like greasy looking BC hockey jerseys <laughs> and uh, and they won the game though wow. I gotta say uh, they, and then they, after that everyone wore them because apparently you win in them is that is that was the the, me- the message of that story? I, I guess it was just they. <laughs> well, they some... retired those jerseys a hundred percent record. No one else. Yeah, be, no one else. Them. I don't How think do you any. Get your jerseys. Well, I guess it was kind of like they. So in playoffs. Um, you wear you wear your so pretty much for the first last year anyways the first half of the season you wore your whites at home and then for us we wore our navies away and then halfway through you switch right and playoffs you switch again right so it was whites so we showed up with our whites and they showed up with their whites ah right so okay and then it wasn't a case of that that we just couldn't put the the navies on to help them out or <laughs> screw no. them screw them no. 
Why wow. would you do that? Why would you don't swear on the podcast? Okay, sorry, shouldn't shouldn't say screw. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a bad word. But I mean, it's it's interesting to kind of hear stories like that and everything along those lines. And I guess with teams in transition, because you've always going to have your powerhouses, but to have teams that that have had a few difficult years to be able to to come through, because it's it's not just the Panthers, not the Cougars. It, it's it's not just all these other teams that are hungry as well to get out there on the ice as well, because it was a weird ending of the season last year and a lot of mm-hmm. teams and players out there have a, have a lot to get back to and are hungry to hit the ice mm-hmm. again. Well, I look at it as this way. There are teams that bring in talent and there's teams that develop talent. And uh, I'm not going to mention any names of people that bring in talent, but we all know who we're talking about. But we deve- we've developed talent. We've had Thomas Spink, our captain, a two-year captain, a four-year player. Skylar Diamond Birdshock, a three-year player. Alex Benger played two full years with the squad. Um, the list can go on. Drew Coughlin, who came back to finish off his uh, hockey career. He had a great little career. He played in the AJHL and then, uh, also played... Um, in the MJ, Jack Taylor, another guy, a, f- a fourth line centerman who you know played three years and actually helped the club uh, win games this past year. Matthew Seal was his second season. Uh, no, sorry, Matthew Seal. It was his rookie year last year, but he was affiliated and uh, played into the role. He developed into the role. Uh, Logan Spears last year was his third year. You know, it, it, we've really developed the talent, and I think. Um, with us developing these players, we have a lot of affiliated players last year that um, you know I've I've grown into roles, and I think the difference is going to be a lot of teams aren't going to be able to bring in as many players this year. So that's where I think you know you talk about the teams in transition, how we're going to stay the powerhouse. We were the big dog last year. We want to stay the big dog. We're going to be better off because we've developed um, a big a big uh, ocean of players to come up. And it's also with 15 newbies, 10 returning players, but then they're looking at that mixture of only three 20-year-olds. So hypothetically, 22 of these guys can still be on this team next season, which it's about developing, creating a core and keeping players together so there isn't much of a, a changeover knowing that mo- hopefully the majority of these guys will be on the team for the next season and building on what hopefully will be a successful season this season. Well, obviously we want everyone to come back but even better we want our guys to move on mm-hmm. we want our guys to go play in the bchl mjhl dub whatever they whatever whatever they choose um to go um so like you said there could be 22 returning players there there probably won't be 22 returning players next year that's just the realistically speaking and um actually while we're on the topic of uh players moving on i'd actually like to congratulate luke pelche on cracking the grizz lineup uh he's played a couple exhibition games already last year luke uh had 35 points he was uh he's fourth on the team in scoring last year he had a great year prospect of the kamloops blazers too so uh shout out to you luke congrats buddy you're gonna do great things fantastic good to hear that uh moving on of the new guys has anyone caught your eye in particular sticky of the the guys one of these 15 or a couple of the 15 that we've got on the roster this year um obviously a lot of guys have caught my eye um one of them being uh i'll name a few guys and i'll go i'll talk about them is one of them was ethan ewer uh caught my eye pretty quick um uh theo saint denis caught my eye pretty quick um Braden evans caught my eye and i'll, I'll talk a little bit about him um 
I'll start off with Evans, actually. Uh, Tendi. So this, I, I heard that they're bringing in a goalie from Edmonton. Uh, he's moving over here, uh, you know, working, has the girlfriend, this, that, another thing. And um, I heard that his first ice session, he didn't let in a goal. Wow. Not the one. Whole, the whole time, he didn't let in a goal. So I was pretty intrigued. And um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I scored on him either. Wow. And every time I played him, I was trying, I was hoping that he'd be my goalie, make me look a little better. But um, yeah, that was first off a new guy that kind of, I know he's 20 and I shouldn't talk him to him as a new guy. I'm going to call him a vet on the team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll call him, we'll, we'll just say that. Next up is going to be, I'm going to talk a little about Theo St. Denis. I actually remember playing this kid in Bantam hockey and Everyone knew him that he was the best player on. The, he played for the Spanish Braves T1 team, and everyone knew he was the best kid on the team. He would skate end to end every time. And what I and I was like, no, like I, I got him. Don't worry. I'm I'm I was I was one of the, I was one of the the top players on the team. And so I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut him down. And we were we played him a few times. He scored a bunch of goals, but I scored a bunch of goals. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> so we play in this tournament. It was probably three minutes into the game. He's got the puck, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna take him. And I, I I played the one-on-one. I took him right at the blue line. And he snaps his wrists. but And just his he shoots the puck between my legs right under the bar. Wow. And I was like, wow. Jeez. Kid's pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, he, the kid's pretty good. And there you go. So if you can beat Sticky in that section on the blue line, I mean, it's, you're making the Panthers. You know what? No, I wouldn't say it's a huge accomplishment to beat me on the blue line, but I was pretty impressed. I was like, what am I going to do? And I the youngest member of the team, too, is is, mm-hmm. is there. So, yep. And, and he, it seems like, I'm looking here, 6'2", 200 pounds. Yeah, bit of, he's, a, bit he's of a, a machine, this guy. Yeah, like I, would, I would definitely... I'm pretty happy I didn't put the shoulder to his chest because yeah. I think I would have gotten the worst of it. I feel like you would have um, snapped in half. <laughs> who knows? But uh, yeah, you know, that kid's a beast. He's the, he's such a smart hockey player. Even better kid. Super nice guy. And uh, he's going to have an unreal year with the Panthers. And um, the th- uh, the third guy that really caught my eye, obviously all a lot of these rookies caught my eye in the camp. But this kid I want to talk about just because the way he caught my eye Ethan Ewer he um first off he's big he's mean he's physical kid can shoot the puck too he played a game with us last year he played with this uh South Island Royals uh he played minor midget before that uh, he's a peninsula kid though he grew up on the peninsula playing uh PEA Bantame all this that another thing and um you know last year he had the one game but I noticed this year he came into it and he looked like a leader on the team. He was, you know, we've seen him practicing you know, with the PP2 line with FIDS. Um, we've seen him with, with Sterling Lyon there and then uh, uh, Jensen and Seal. But I saw him on the power play and um, he's been looking unreal. And I remember him uh, in Bantam tryouts. He rocked me like three or four times in one game. Wow. Like he, he I, oh, like it was painful too. And I think he knew it, and I think he, I think he, I think he, he was fine with that too. Uh, but um, and then also, I was, uh, I was a call up for his team that year, and so I got to see it firsthand. Like this kid plays hard; he knows how to play the game the right way. He's physical, he's mean. Brad said it a good way. He always takes the shortest route to the puck. Like he's like no one's knocking this guy over without him knocking, um, without him trying to knock him, knock them over. And not only that, he can put points up. 
He can put lots of points up. This kid is going to be something. I think he's going to be something special this year. We're going to keep an eye on all three of them because I, I'm going to be intrigued to to see how they all hit the ice here. I'm actually going to be intrigued to uh, keep an eye on, on Grant Gilbertson because I've been given the number 26 on my jersey now, Sticky. So I, I feel as though uh, I, I'm, I'm repping that every single game now. So I'm hoping my man Grant can uh, live up to the the esteemed number that is 26. Yeah, I think without a doubt, Grant Gilbertson's going to have an unreal season this year. He tore up the camp, I thought. This kid, uh, he's in... He, he doesn't stop. He's he's kind of a machine. He really worked his way into the roster. Um, you know, he was, you know, in the camp, he was, he was good. And he became, in the prospects camp, he just kind of was like a, kind of like a leader guy out there. Everyone kind of looked at him like he was the guy. And he became the guy. And then, you know, he moved into the main camp and he just got better. He just got better. And he just got better. And he started putting up more goals and more goals. And um, he's going to be, he's also going to be one of kind of a special player, I think. Well, we're going to keep an eye on that one too. Just a couple of things before we do head off. Of course, as we mentioned, first five or so weeks, 10 or so games against the Cougars. The the other sort of bubble in the south, of course, will be West Shore, Kerry Park and Saanich. The Predators now, no longer the Braves. What, just quick take. What's your thoughts on the Predators as they're adopting, I was rooting for the squid. I'm, I'm still disappointed. Squid, eh? I'm still disappointed we didn't get the squid. Um, you know what? I'm not gonna make any too harsh comments on the subject. I have my opinion. Uh, the predators, you know, <laughs> the squid would have been better, but <laughs> you know, I, it, it, it's just a name. It will grow into it after the year. I'm calling him the squid. I'm sorry, Sandwich. Sandwich squid. The, you you are know. the squid to me. Uh, on hockey TV, you will formally be adopted by that random Australian dude as the squid because you you really should have adopted the squid. Would have been better because all the Northern <laughs> Division teams are sort of keeping into their their bubble as well, and it will hopefully switch around a little bit there. How I mean, look, it's it's obviously very difficult to predict because we don't even know if we're going to get forty eight games this season. We hope we will. Mm-hmm. If we do, what what do you think is is a pass mark for the Panthers this season? What would you like to see the 38 team thirty eight wins? Thirty eight wins, and do you yeah. believe thirty eight wins is achievable? One hundred percent, thirty eight wins is is uh, achievable. Um, you know, I think that uh, with the we got the core, we still have a core group in the on the team, and I think uh, that they will. They want to improve on last year. I don't think there was. I think we won 35 games, but there was times after where I was like, I can't believe we lost today. There were times where I was sitting in the car with my dad, and we were saying, How did we lose today? Well, so, the last time we made it 38 games was, of course, in 2009 and 2010. 38 wins, I should say. Did walk away as the champions that season. So Cyclone Top, Cyclone Cup. Champions? Uh, no, that was the following season. So uh, 33 oh. wins in 2010-11. And I mean, on that maybe, note... Maybe let's go for 33 wins. We'll go for 33 then. But, I mean, Second place in Keystone. Yeah. Keystone yeah. Cup. Yeah. T- 10 seasons, though, since uh, the, the glory years of 2010-2011. I'm a, I'm a man who likes round numbers, even anniversaries. 10th anniversary is a big anniversary. So why not make a 10th anniversary a special one by bringing it back to the peninsula? Yeah, I think there's no better way of doing it than bringing her back to the peninsula. Obviously, we hope, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that we'll be able to pack the barn for that game. But who knows at this point? 
Uh, but I, I want to see this team go far in the playoffs. I want to see them, you know, really... I just want to see everyone leave it all out there on the ice, every game, no matter what. And I think, you know, if we can get into this uh, opening round with the Cougars and just play play hard, I think it's going to set the tone for this season and people are going to be, you know, looking out for us and be like, uh-oh, I think I think that we're going to be a team that everyone's marking on their calendars when the schedule comes when the schedule comes out. Who knows when that will be, but when it does, I think everyone's going to be marking their calendars. Uh oh, we got to play the we got to play the Panthers. Speaking of the Cougars, we can't have an episode of Claude Weekly without this little segment. Now uh, I'm going to I'm going to give you the honest sticky. I'm going to hand okay. this over to you because we don't have a player to read it. Uh, right. But uh, please choose wisely. This right. is, give this me the a last second. one. Give me a second. The, the last one. Well, the last one to spur on before the season starts. Okay. So I feel like we need to get one to to get it all pumped up for tomorrow night's first game. Okay, give me a second here. He's reading through it. I like I like the analysis here that Sticky's doing with these uh, right. very thought-provoking jokes. Okay. Uh, very determined reading this. I like the look on the face right now, really, really considering right. the good ones. Okay, how about we'll do, we'll do this one okay. just because it's short and sweet. Bring it on. Um, why doesn't Souk have a VIJHL team? I do not know, Malcolm, Sticky Fletcher. Why do they not have well, a Well, because Victoria would want one too. Oh. Well, okay. Yep. I, you know what, Benny? I do like one of the jokes, but the problem is, is Victoria Cougars in their history, not their VIJHL team. They did win the cup. Right. Well, you, we don't have to <laughs> just bl- blame the internet. All right, let's go on to our next segment. Mr. Zaberski has some facts. All right. Uh, we, we got some real good laughter last week with that yeah, uppercut at a horse one. one. That, that was a good one. Let's I like that it. one. All right. Pete Zaberski plays Russian roulette with a fully loaded revolver and wins. Oh, yep. yep. Okay. Uh, once a cobra or a cobra bit Pete Zaberski's leg. After five days of extru- excruciating pain, the cobra died. That's a bit uh, sad, I actually did hear about that. You did. You Pete, did hear about. He was hospitalized though for uh, a day. Yep. Until you know, uh, he told the doctors they were good to go. Yep. All that. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Pete Zaberski was once charged with three attempted murders in Boulder County, but the judge quickly dropped the charges because Pete Zaberski does not attempt murder. Yep. Very true. All right, one more. We've got one more on this list, All and right, we can we get a new it. one. All right. Pete Zaberski was once on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune and was the first to spin. The next 29 minutes of the show consisted of everyone standing around awkwardly waiting for the wheel to stop. <laughs> See, that one? Yeah. That, that's quite clever, that one. Yeah. I like that one. Uh, I, before we go, um, we, we should mention uh, Will was going to join us, our play-by-play oh, yeah. play guy, of course, but uh, uh, not here this evening. But I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting next to you guys uh, this week in, in the box and uh, experience yeah. that because we will be on Hockey TV uh, broadcasting the game, of course. From uh, the, uh, Yep, that's the word on the street. We'll have a Hockey TV. Uh, Benny over here, you got all the details of uh, where you can find us at. 
Absolutely. HockeyTV.com. And if you do want to sign up for the season right now, special deal going for Panthers fans out there. If you use the code VIJHLPANTHERS20, you will get $80 off the regular season price. And also $10 of that will go directly back to us here at the Peninsula Panthers. So that's VIJHLPANTHERS20, HockeyTV.com. You won't miss a game because unfortunately a lot of people who are listening to this won't be able to watch these games live, but the next best thing, of course, is to cheer at home on HockeyTV.com. And $80 off. I mean, yeah, that, that's that can buy a lot of coffees. I, I was thinking like a nice dinner. Uh, dinner. Coffee, why not? Eh? Sure. I, I went coffee, you went dinner. We see how our mindsets yeah. work there. I, I, I do I yeah. do like that, of course. But we, as I said, the, we'll be broadcasting. Uh, the game will be happening both of them this week. We will be back next Wednesday where we will be recapping the first two games. We'll be looking ahead, hopefully getting a couple of other guys on the show because no one wants to hear us talk for half an hour. They want to hear the stars of the Peninsula Panthers. Yeah. Guys are out there. Yeah, next week. Whacking pucks. Next week, uh, we'll have a little bit of an interview with uh, the first star of the game. We'll have him on. Fantastic. I like that. I'm going to hand over to you to wrap this all up for another week. But bring it on. We are here. Season 2021 yep. Mark your finally calendars. upon us. This Thursday. You know, get on hockey TV. I don't know if well, I don't know what you're doing if you haven't gotten it yet. But uh, sign up, get get on. Uh, well, we're playing the Cougars this Thursday, and be sure to tune in to uh, Will Bryant, Malcolm Fletcher, Ben Waterworth. We'll be hosting this Friday. We're playing at the Panorama, Panorama Recreation Center. Hop on at hop on at seven. Be early. Make sure we'll have a little bit of a talk before the game. Maybe we will. Um, we will for sure. Thank you very much, Panthers fans. We'll see you this Friday. That's when you'll be hearing from me. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>